new to spirituality, having a hard time relating with spiritual teachers and topics? Has the awakening process got you saying, holy shit, I need an easy to understand blueprint to all the woo-woo stuff out there. Don't you worry, we got you. Welcome to the Holy Shit Podcast. We're going to cover it all. Awakenings, chakras, religion, holistic healing, and a lot more holy shit in between. Guidance and support from two regular people dedicated to helping making your own journey as smooth as possible. Here are your hosts, Nate Johnson and Esha Estar. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 25 of the Holy Shit with Nate and Nesha podcast. This is our first episode of 2024, and we're excited to have you guys. Actually, I just actually I was sitting here looking at this. It's uh, it's 111 today, 111. So that's right. Kind of, kind of fitting. We were going to do this yesterday, and some things happened, and we kind of got pushed to today, which was unintentional, but hey, it just kind of works out. So uh, welcome. How are you? How's the new year treating you? I'm good. And, you know, Picking off on that one, 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 today is also the first new moon of the year. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So very powerful. Um, yeah. So happy to be here. The new year started off really, really well for me. I, I don't have any complaints. Um, the year ended um, very quiet for me, which I love since, you know, I, I did some traveling towards the end. So it was nice to just um, drop into some quietness with myself and the kiddos. But I'm excited about this year. Um, I'm excited about uh, discovering new things uh, within myself and doing new things, um, offering new things where work is concerned. And um, yeah, there's there's a lot to be excited and happy for. Yeah, yeah. I um, we we I talked we talked briefly before the show and, and yesterday about some of the changes that are going on for you. And, uh, also I guess some of the things that are coming down the pipe this year for me. And, uh, I think 2024 is, is looking like it's going to be a year of a lot of change for both of us. So I'm excited to, to get this thing going. I agree. The word that's coming up for me right now is transformation. Mm, yeah. Transformation. And, uh, I think our world, uh, and not just in our own personal lives, but I think, uh, collectively we could all use some positive transformation. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, I think, you know, over the course of the last couple of years, we've been on this journey together, not just as friends, but as like, you know, spiritual allies or what do you want to call it, like support group for each other. And uh, me and you have both been in this season over the last, what, at least two two years of like seeking, <laughs> um, you know, seeking answers or seeking clarity. And um, it's kind of ironic where I think we've both somehow in the last six months somehow landed in some level of peace around what we're here to do and what we're supposed to be doing and where that direction is going to take us. And that's actually what we're going to talk about today is uh, your why. Um, but let's get into that topic. I mean, like what, you know, we you, when you brought this topic up of, of saying, like, what is your why? Um, I think that means a lot to different people. Um, I've got a story that I, I will, I will share about this in a second, but I mean, what, I mean, what is, what does that mean to you? What, what, what is your why? And, and what, what, what do you, what do you think of when you hear that? 
Yeah, you know, I had I had someone um, ask me this question uh, maybe last week or two weeks ago, and I'm going to look for his uh, my response to him. Um, and I think for a long time, I, I was always a little bit confused about why I do anything, right? Because I'm I'm so good at at at, at a bunch of different things, right? Sometimes people's like, "Oh, you're a jack of all trades." Um, not necessary. That's not uh, good things sometimes. But I blended a lot of different things together. Yes. But um, guilty, guilty and, here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like how all of those pieces fuse together, right? It, it, to become a whole. Um, but this friend of mine, he says, um, uh, he's like, share your why. Why do you want to share what you do? Why, um, why did you decide to heal yourself? He's like, your, your why, um, he's like, your, your audience needs to um, know what your why is, why you're even sharing content. He's like, because your why is going to also help you to be motivated on the days that you don't want to do anything. And, um, and honestly, when he asked me the question, what is my why, I started to cry. Right. Because in that moment, I realized that my why of why I do this healing work with other people is because I deserve it. Yeah. Right. Like there is goodness that I deserve. And so my why is always going to be because because I deserve it. Sure. Because I matter, because I'm worthy of it. Um, And so is everyone else. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, and so they might just not know that they're worthy of it. Um, right. And so part of part of the journey is get into that place of embodying our worth. Right. Knowing that you're worthy to pursue your passions that you're worthy to express it. You're worthy to create space for that, just like everything else. And not to think that, oh, well, you know, this is my passion and my family doesn't think that this is important. Well, what is important to you? It's spot spot on. And, and, and I, I just want to make a comment really quick. And if you're, if you're a listener of this podcast and listen to the episodes last year, specifically, the first and the second one that talks about my journey and S's journey. Um, your self self-worth relationship with that can get in the way of you feeling like, um, or getting in the way of you discovering your why, because that why that passion, the thing that's going to fulfill you might not necessarily be what you're marching after right now. It may be something that deep, deep in your back of your mind and your heart and your soul or 20 years ago, you buried because it was too painful to know that that you didn't think that was going to become a reality, whether that be the type of person you want to be or whether it's whether it be the career path you want to take or whatever it might be. This is and and, and I think that when we talked about this before, we both we both got into this situation where when you say, what is your why? Me and you both can say this is it, but there was a time frame not so far ago where you, if you asked me that question, I would not have been able to answer it. And after a lot of work, some ayahuasca, 
and some other <laughs> some other methodologies. Okay. Um, what I what I found out one of the main blockages of me being able to answer that question was my own self worth. Yeah. Because if you really know your why, it is that it is what is your passion? What is the thing that fulfills you? And if you run towards that thing, that's the why. That's what you're put here on this earth to do is fulfill your passions and share that with people, right? But if you don't feel like you're worthy of being a type of person that can see themselves doing that, then maybe you're lying to yourself about what your why is. Right. You know, and and, yeah. and it's it's not not intentionally, but you know, for me, um, I basically as a coping mechanism because it was too painful to swallow the fact that the things that I dreamed about and wanted to achieve with my life weren't going to happen. I just said, well, you're not worthy of that. That's, that's for other people. Right. And, right. um, but, but, but really what it is, you cannot get to the point of answering those discussions or answering those questions until you have those difficult discussions with yourself okay. and be truthful. Stop fucking lying to yourself about what yeah. you want and stop, right. se stop settling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, sorry, sorry to jump in there, but I wanted to I wanted to make that point because it's not like you're you would not be the anomaly if you were unable to answer this question. And you would right. not be the anomaly if you thought, well, I think I want this, but I'm not worthy of that. Yeah. And, you know, and I think um, I think, well, first of all, what you said is 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 important that we all need to hear. Right. Because I think for such a long time, for for so many of us we're actually afraid to even pursue our why, to even drop into it, to even yeah. acknowledge that this is what I want to do. And for a good part of my own um, personal experience, I also wasn't confident enough sure. to embrace my why, right? Like I, 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 I was so shy growing up and even into college, I was very, very shy. And I knew that I had gifts and talents and things of that nature but I had I had no confidence in myself to even think about bringing those things uh, to the forefront. And so and plus there was there was a, so much doubt. Right. Yeah. Oh, what would other people think? Or, you know, I'm going to look foolish or, you know, all of these mind uh, fuckery, so <laughs> right. to speak, right. um, you know, uh, was was the uh, distracting me from what I really needed to do in the moment. And so you, we're all going to experience that. We're all going to have the doubts. We're all going to have the, the, the uh, lack of self-confidence. Um, there's always going to be the naysayers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that comes from our own family, right? Oh, um, absolutely. And, and society will say, well, no, you can't really become a musician because uh, starving artists, you're not going to make any money doing that. Right. And when people do that, they're planting a seed within your mind that you can't. Yep. And so what we in turn have to do is like, yeah, I hear you, but I'm going to choose not to plant that seed within myself. That's your story for me. It's not my story for myself. Yes. Um, and so, you know, I go through this with my niece who is currently in London right now pursuing a master's in, in, in acting. And my niece is very intelligent. She went to school and did her undergrad in uh, engineering. Right. And she thought, well, you know, I'm smart. It's expected of me to maybe do something to utilize this intelligence of mine. And mm -hmm. I'm great at math and science. So 
oh, I'll just go major in engineering. But she was miserable. Yep. And so she graduated with an engineering degree, but didn't want to do anything with it. Like it brought no passion and she, she became depressed. And so she realized, she's like, I need to pursue what is important to me, what's on my heart. And so, so much of even depression um, is linked to us not even pursuing what it is that we want. Lack of purpose, lack of fulfillment. Uh, uh, absolutely. Equals depression. Equals depression. And so, you know, we owe it to ourselves. And, 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 to- and let me also say that, like, some people might hear that statement and say, well, I have a purpose. I have children. They're my purpose. Right. Like I have a husband or a wife or like they're my purpose. Like they can, that's not what I'm talking about here. Right. That's what I'm talking about. And, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off. I just like, if this is the perfect time to say this. So like we've, we've, I've used this example before, I think in the podcast before, but I'm, I'm going to bring it back up. Um, for, for several years, I was involved in this, this mastermind group where basically people, entrepreneurs get together and share best practices and wins and losses and resources and whatnot. And it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was typical of anytime people would join the group, they would do a, a presentation, PowerPoint presentation in front of the rest of the group. And, and one of the things that they would say, the very first thing that people would answer is what is your why? Mm-hmm. And 99.99 times out of a hundred, there would be pictures of their family and their dog, or maybe every once in a while, there might be somebody sharing a picture of like some type of a vacation or like uh-huh. a, a boat or something that they're like, they're trying to reach <clears throat> a lot of single people would show like, you know, their like their, their, their dream board or whatever. Right. Like that's their wife. Right. But for the majority of people, it was always, um, their why was always somebody else taking care of their family. Yeah. Listen, listen, <laughs> that is admirable. It's necessary. You should always right. have people to take care of your tribe. Right. But yep. if your why does not include you and the main focus of your life is not pointed towards the things that fill you up like you, like, like you yourself, not your family, right. not your kids, not your wife, not your husband, not your partner, like you, like what is in your heart? It yeah. leads, it's, it's going to lead to a lack of purpose and fulfillment. And that doesn't yes. mean you don't have anything to live for. It doesn't mean you don't have people that, that feel like you're purposeful. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that deep down soul purpose, that why, why were you put on this planet bigger than just being a father, a husband, a mother, mm-hmm. all of that. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to, to point that out really quick. Uh, and, and I think that is vital, right? I think, and we all fall into our roles, right? Role as parents, role as this or that provider, right? We all yes. fall into these roles, but these roles are not one who we are, right? right? And these roles are not necessarily what our purpose is, right? I always say like my, my primary purpose is to, it goes back to this quote that Rumi has. My primary purpose is to seek all the barriers that I have against love. And for me, love encompasses everything. The passion that I have for life, the discovery of, you know, my potentiality, all of these things, right? And so that's my primary life purpose. And if I can 
anchor into this primary life purpose of looking into the places where I have barriers, then my passion, what I'm passionate about, will automatically begin to come forth and flourish. And it's not, and, and we can have even anxiety about purpose, but it's more about what is meaningful for me that on a daily basis, I can actually get up and feel joy. Yes. And have that joy be expressed in just the smallest of things or the grandest of things, right? So it's about it's about meaning, not necessarily so much about purpose. What is the meaning behind why I want to get up? It's the meaning, wanna... you know, what you said there too, and I, <clears throat> the piggyback, is the meaning plus the expression. Yes. You got to have the expression yes. there as well, or it's just yes. going to be one, it's just going to yes. be a lot of wanting. You've got to have right. the expression. Yeah, the action is important. Yes. Right. And, you know, there's this quote by Jim Carrey that talks about, you know, kind of going back to the depression. He says, depression is your mind telling you it's tired of being the character you're trying to play. Yeah. He, he also has a hellacious quote that it says something like, you can fail in life at what you don't want to do. So yes. why not go after what you want? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think I think he said his dad his his the story his dad could he says it could have been an absolutely amazing comedian, but he didn't believe he could. So he was an accountant of some sort. He settled right. to be an accountant and he got laid off and they lost everything. And he said right. that was the lesson for him right there that said, you know, you can you can always fail doing things that you don't want to do. So why not go after what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, it's um but I think the world has created these roadblocks for us, right? Yes. Um, that tells us why we shouldn't pursue matters, things that are matters of the heart. Because I, our passion is matters of the heart. Yep. Right? And, and we can see right now, it's like, what are the areas that we're being pushed into, into doing, Right. All of these things that are absolutely meaningless for us, right? And it's so interesting to watch this younger generation that, and, 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 and I appreciate what they're trying to do because the whole era of influencer <laughs> yeah. has just taken over, mm -hmm. right? And these influencers, the majority of them don't, never went to college, right? right? They're starting very young <laughs> and they're making millions, but they're doing something that they're they're talking about and doing something that they're passionate about. Very true. Very right? true. And, and so and, and the rest of society looks looks at down their nose at it. Like, come on, make something of yourself, right? Right. As a, as but a, they as are. But listen, is that person happy? Are they are they are they doing what they're passionate about every day? I mean, it sounds like it. Think what you want. Well, I think they're doing it based on the tune of their own drum, right? They're beaten to their own drum. And yes, you know, e even that they, 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 they have their own levels of stresses that sure. might be self-imposed or imposed of, around those that are around them to keep producing. And so, we, you know, we still need to have balance where all of that is concerned. Yeah, um, but produ production and, and diving in and working hard on something that fills you up is never hard. Exactly. Exactly. It comes effortlessly. Right. Right. And so it's like me going and teach a yoga class. Right. Like I can teach a yoga class with my eyes closed. Um, I love it. It's in my blood and it comes with a great sense of ease and joy for me. 
And that comes across to all of my students, right? Yeah. It's not something that I'm just there. I don't have to perform at it. Right. It's just in and you. I, it's just in me. And I think once you find that thing that is for you, it just, it happens in a way that it's the energy of it is an effortless weaving of expression that comes out of you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that thing where that you're not doing, that's not your passion. It becomes a day in and day out, sort of like a monotony of, of got to go into the office today. Oh my God. I don't really want to get up, you know? Yeah. I mean, and we've all been there, right? Uh, Yes, absolutely. So, and that's not to say that if you were doing the thing that you were passionate about, that there's not going to be some days where just life. Sure. It's heavy, but, but I mean, just, and, 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 and we're talking about this and, and, and let me also say this, your why doesn't have to be a career path. No, no, it, it could be, go ahead. No, I was actually going to say your why is never about a career. Right. It's not yeah. about, it's not about like, you know, you don't have to be a muse, a paid musician. Uh, if your why is music, you could, you know, just play songs in your bedroom or write songs in your bedroom. But are you making the time to do the things that you're passionate about? Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know what, here's the thing you can get as macro or micro on this as possible. No one. And, and, what we talked about this before is that if you're attached to an outcome or have expectations about what something's going to become, then, then that's not it. The fact right. is, is how do you find your why it is? Are you passionate about the thing? Mm-hmm. Does it fill you up every time? Like if you go do the thing, do you walk away from doing the thing with more, more life in your cup than you did before you started it? Or do you go do a thing and it drains you? Right. Yeah. Those are, those are powerful signs right there. If you, if every time you go do something, you walk away and you're like, damn, that was awesome. I can't wait to go do that again. I'm my, I'm my cup is I'm full. That's mm-hmm. the thing. That's the thing. You may have a couple different things. Right. Exactly. But like, exactly. that should be your why you should figure out a way to craft that. And then like the perfect scenario, right. Is that where someone is able to craft their life career whatever around their why, AKA their passion and get the utmost level of fulfillment. Because think about this, when you're able to do that, the ceiling of achievement that you have is a hundred X more than going to some, doing something in a job or a career that you hate or that, you know, is not meant for you. And I also say this, and and we we talked about this in, in the first couple episodes is that ladies and gentlemen, you may think that you can deny your why and your purpose. Like you may think, well, you know, I, I really liked to write poetry when I was a kid, but you know, my dad or my mom told me that that was stupid. So, you know, I've just kind of, you know, and you, you, and every time, every time I write, every time I even think about it, it just causes me anxiety because I know I could have been a good poet, could have been a good writer. And I just don't even want to think about that anymore. Guess what? It ain't going nowhere. It's only going to get louder and louder and louder as the years go by. And you can either drive yourself nuts by convincing yourself that you're not worthy, or you can look at it in the face and accept that that's who you are. And like I said before, stop fucking lying to yourself and start writing again. And it right. doesn't have to be for the paper. 
It doesn't have to be for anybody anybody's eyes but yourself. But you've got to figure out that because that is the juice. That's the that's the juice of life. That's what keeps it going. Yeah, you know, you bring up poetry, and and I'm a poet, and most people probably don't know that. But when I write poetry, something comes over me. And usually when it comes, you know, it's like it's downloaded and I push out these these written words. But when I'm done, on a deep soul and heart level, I feel so fulfilled. Yeah. Right? Like there's a there's an inner harmony that happens to me when I'm finished. And sometimes I'll share it with a couple friends, right? Because it it just it feels that way. It's like, yeah, I can share this. But even if I don't share it, if I, even if I'm just reading it to myself, um, there's a joy. There's a joy that I feel inside just from being in that place and being attentive to the creativity that's pouring through me. Right. And, you know, the other thing, too, that I want to say, too, is that, like, we've, we're using, like, creative outlets. Your, your why, it may not even be something creative. Maybe you like Maybe you like bees or maybe you like... You know, I, I don't know. Maybe you like the boat, like you might be on the water. Like it, 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 it doesn't have to be some type of crate of outlet. It's like, right. Is there, is there a place you like to be? Is there a, uh, a, a thing you like to be around? Like what well, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, creative, but you know, I think, but I, but here's what I will say. I think the number one, most probably, um, shuttered or hidden or things that get pushed to what down are the creative outlets. That's yes. probably, you know, it, 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 so that's, pro- that's, yeah, that's yeah, the reason yeah, we're yeah. talking about these, but yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, and I just want to say this really quick too, is, is, is we talked about this. It might've even been in the last podcast, you know, we did. And, and if you guys are listening, apologies for the delay here, but Esha and I needed a little, a little time to kind of reset some things and then kind of come back, you know, focused in 24. But, um, it might've, it was one of the last several podcasts we did. We talked about, um, how I had went and, and, and spoke to these kids in high school and high school class. And we were talking about like what they wanted to do with their lives. And this ties in perfectly with this. And I'm, I'm not going to give the entire story, but I'll give you the, the cliff notes. And and this, this, this goes down to that self-worth and passion. And I asked these kids in, in, in their, their 18 year old kids, seniors in high school, 17, 18 year old kids asked three different groups of kids, these same questions. And the response in all three groups were the same. I asked, I let's just say there's 20 kids in a class. I asked them, I said, who here knows what they want to do when, you know, with their life? Probably about four to five percent, maybe seven, raised their hand, right? The other one, then the question I said was, who here knows what they would do with their life if they knew it was impossible to fail? Hmm. About half of those that hadn't answered yet answered, raised their hand, okay? Then I said, as morbid as this may sound, I want you to think of the five most important people in your life right now. Maybe it's your grandparents. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's your coach. Maybe it's your uncle. I don't know. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's your boyfriend, girlfriend. If those five people didn't exist, they were gone. Who now would know what they want to do with the rest of their life? Almost, almost every single one of the rest of them raised their hand. Which it's like. That tells me that 95% of the kids that are 16, 17, 18 years old, they know what they want yeah. to do with their lives. Yeah. They're just being conditioned and told or too damn scared to do what they want to do. That's right. 
They know. And, and some of it ain't even them. They know inside it's it's an external influence that's being pushed down. And guess right. what, guys? Guess what, guys? Um, that happened to me. That ha- probably happened to Esha. Like, it happens to everybody. You, so, like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're 68 years old or you're 42 years old or you're 26 years old, you were probably that 18-year-old in that class that knew what they wanted to do and just was too damn scared to do it. Yep. And why not start now? You know, yeah, it doesn't matter how now? old you are. It doesn't matter right. how old you are. Yeah. Right. Imagine to be in the in your 60s, 50s, 70s, and you finally have the courage to say, you know what? I've always wanted to do this, and now is the time that I get to do it. You got to. Right. Uh, maybe the kids are grown, they're they're taking care of themselves, and now you have time, right? Yeah. What what a, a, a powerful and uh, inspirational experience of discovery for yourself. I was at my gym this week, and a lady came in, and, and she had brought uh, this box for a, <clears throat> a girl that I work with up there. And um, it was a painting of this dog. And this painting was unbelievable. It was so realistic. And I got to talking to this lady and I, we just, you know, I said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm into art as well. And, you know, I do a little bit here on the side and she was like, okay, great. And uh, we got to talking and she was like, yeah, she was like, um, I wanted to be an artist. And she said, I actually, you know, in high school took art classes and stuff, but she's like, I just, when I went to school, she's like, I just didn't believe that it was a viable asset, you know, about, Uh. she said, I ended up going to nursing school. She was like, I ended up getting pregnant. I had two boys and I was married for 30 years. And I, I was, a, I was a nurse for 30 years. And she's like, now I'm 60, I'm 62 or 63 years old. And I just retired. And she's like, I haven't picked up a paintbrush in 25 years. Wow. And, and, and she's amazing at it. And now she's making a living doing this. She's also a photographer who travels around the world taking wow. pictures. And this is all stuff that she didn't start doing again yeah. until she was in her sixties retired. And she's yeah. like, I'm happier now than I've ever been in my entire life. And she was like, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I told her and I told her the story about those kids. And I said, do you think that you knew what you wanted to do when you were? And she was like, absolutely. I absolutely yeah. wanted to do. She was like, I was just I was just too scared um, about having to go face life and, you know, pe- tell people that I had failed trying to be an artist. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel that way. I think if you were to ask people what they really wanted to do, it's going to be some sort of creative and some sort of the creative realm. But the world looks down on that. Right. Because, I mean, even looking the schools, we're take we've taken away all of the creative things. Right. Uh, music. art, way. Right. And my, so my kids like, school still have them, but they're that they're I think they're they're squandering. Yeah. A lot of the public schools have taken away these things. I remember when I was in public schools, we had music, we had art and I used to love those classes. But now in a lot of the public schools, especially in the inner city, those things have been taken away. And so now if you want your child to have a creative outlet, you've now have to pay extra curricular for that to happen, right? Which is what I ended up doing for my own children. I was like, yeah, I want you guys to learn, you know, how to play music. And, you know, they went to a charter school. So music and art was part of their um, curriculum. But I also made sure that they had extra of that on the outside. Yeah. Right. Because it's also so important for, uh, the the growth of the brain cells as as young children for them to have creativity because we want our children to think 
critical thinking skills. Right. And creative thinking skills too, right? So it's not just, we're not training our children to be logical thinkers. We also want them to think outside of the box. And that's what creativity does for us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, part of the reason why we're talking about this here at the onset of the new year is because as we begin this year, this 2024, which is a year eight, um, if flip it on the side, it's an infinity loop. Um, this year represents, it's the year of the dragon. So it's a year of abundance and, and transformation and bring into mind, well, what is it that I want for myself this year? Where do I want transformation in my life? Yeah. Right. And so part of that, well, do I need to identify what my why is? How was the last five years, four years, three years, 10 years? How has that been for me? Mm-hmm. You know? Have I been joyful? Well, and the other thing too, is that like, it's very hard to seek fulfillment or um, your passion until, until you have something to aim at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to say you're marching in a direction towards happiness and you don't even know what that what? is <laughs> mm-hmm. or you know what it is and have suppressed it. It's, it's almost an impossible task. Right. But I agree with you. Like it, it you know, and, and it's coincidentally that we could have this same conversation in July. It doesn't matter. But the fact that we are first episode of the new year, this is the new year. Um, and you know, with all the work that we've done on ourselves over the last, let's you, you, the last 15 plus years, me, the last four or five, um, this may be the number one priority. In terms of like, in terms of like 3D, you know, this living this world happiness, right? Achieving that, you know, and, and, you know, some, some people would say that the entire purpose of life, like, what are we here for? Is to find our passion and express it. Yeah. And you're giving that away for free, by the way, right? Like you can make money doing your, but you're not showing up. Well, you know, I'm going to do this because I want to make a gazillion dollars. I think once we do get connected to what that is, we're automatically blessed with abundance. Yes. Right. And so, so we, 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 we trust in it. We're no longer doubting. We have the confidence in ourselves and we're taking action towards that thing. And so here are a couple of questions that I, I want to give our, our audience. First question is, what makes you come alive? So these are the things bigger than you that put a fire in your belly. These are the things that you really care about, that you're willing to put yourself, right? Um, so what makes you come alive? Um, the second question is, what are your innate strengths, what things naturally come easy to you, right? So like for me, teaching comes really easy for me, right? Teaching and, and, and doing the healing work that I do, right? I don't ever have to like, oh my God, I've got to go figure this out. Like it, it comes easy. It's natural for me. So those are my innate strengths, teaching and, and healing, right? So what things naturally come easy to you? Um, third, where do you add the greatest value? 
In other words, what are you well-placed and equipped to help solve in your workplace, career, organization, industry, even your home, right? We tend to overlook the work that we do at home, especially for moms, right? Yeah. Uh, Stay-at-home moms are friggin' brilliant. Yeah. Like, the way they organize shit and it's like, and what they can accomplish. And so, and I know a lot of stay-at-home moms who have created um, passions out of the things that they have developed in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, so focus on the opportunities, roles, and career paths where you're most likely to succeed based on your skills and therefore find the greatest sense of accomplishments and contribution. And lastly, how will you measure your life? What are your core values and how are you aligning with them? Right. I love that. But I think, so, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just, I was just going to say, so these are just some questions to help sort of whet your appetite, right. To bring you into um, some reflection. And, and just, just to end here, if, if, if even if you go through all of those things and, and, and you're still unclear about what exactly it is, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because most of us have spent decades of conditioning burying the thing, the truth around who we are, what fills us up. And it might take a little work. Listen, I, I, I it was probably a year into my spiritual journey working on myself until, until this came out. And in fact, if, if, if I'm being honest, like it wasn't until I did an ayahuasca journey that it came through for me. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to run out there and do ayahuasca. That's like the last thing I'm saying. But if, you know, I'd reached a wall and that helped, that helped, that was a modality that helped me kind of break through it. So I just don't want you to think here sitting here saying that because, well, because Nate and Esher are talking about it, this seems so easy. Like I'm just going to ask myself this question and the truth should come out. It isn't always that easy, but, but the, but the question is, is that, are you, are you willing to put the work in? to on yourself to get to the point and and and, and here's and here's 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 i'm going to end with this some of you might be listening to this and say well my why is my family that is so selfish to think that your why isn't your family you know what's selfish that your family is getting a less than optimal version of you mm-hmm. that's selfish a version of yourself that wants to be doing something else deep down, a version of yourself that would be happier if this box was checked, a version yes. of yourself that would that their ceiling of how they could show up and be more present would be 5x more if they were only truly fulfilled. Yes. That's selfish. Yeah. Working on yourself is the most unselfish thing possible and finding the thing that like really fills you up and makes it makes that that you like it's 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 mandatory i think if you want to reach like true happiness yeah what lights you up and you know just to piggyback on what you said you know it took me a long time to trust in what i really want to do this didn't happen overnight for me right and i'll give you even an example like i love dancing and maybe in a previous life i was a dancer i love to dance And it's only within this last year that I've had the confidence to actually begin to weave dance into my yoga classes and into my healing sessions. Yeah. 
And because I'm now trusting that, I am seeing such deep healing that's coming with to clients because they're tapping into a part of them that they've never tapped in before. Sure. Just by movement and expression of their physical bodies. Right. And if I've been afraid to say, you know what, I can't do that. What are, what are they going to think? Right. Like I'm not going to trust that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be seeing the type of responses that I'm seeing now, or even in myself, because healing uh, dancing was also such a powerful healing tool for me after Hassel died. Like I would be in deep grief and crying. I'd go to the park, put my earbuds in and I would start dancing. And that, that alchemized so much of the sadness and to bring in just in that moment, just a little bit of joy to remind me that, ah, yeah, this joy is still present. So part of it is, is trust, trust, trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was just going to say, we, we, you, you mentioned there, but like, and we, this could, we could go down a whole other rabbit hole here, but, but the, the actual, the movement of the body and the release of the energy that you're, that you're getting there, like the, uh, tribes and, you know, ancestral tribes, they dance for a lot of reasons. And it wasn't just because it was fun. Right. You know, like <laughs> they knew, they knew that like that body yeah. movement and that, you know, was, was getting energy out, you know, yes, um, yes. and trauma out and a lot yes. of different things. So all right, girl. Well, listen, uh, we've already went a little bit over than I thought we were, gonna, we were planning on going today. But, hey, um, thank you guys for listening in 23. And, you know, we're going to we're going to try to deliver again, just like we did last year. This year, we're going to got some guests lined up over the course of the next year. And, um, you know, listen, uh, shoot us an email. Uh, holy shit with Nate Nesha at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. We're Look at us on Instagram or Facebook. Let us know if there's a specific topic or guest or something that you'd like to hear more about. And yeah. um We'll, uh, we'll try to, we'll try to get to it. Anything to end on that, you know, um, trust in you this year, whatever you do, trust more in you, trust in your heart. That's what I want to end with. Awesome. I'm I'm not going to say anything other than uh, uh, after that, because I, I, I totally, I totally agree with that. And guys have, uh, here's the, having a kick-ass 2024 and, uh, we'll see you next, uh, next time. Thanks guys. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to the Holy Shit Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten something from it. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, find us on all social media at Holy Shit with Nate and Esha. For questions and comments, you can send an email to Holy Shit with Nate and Esha at gmail.com. We can't thank you enough for listening to the show, and we'll see you next time on the Holy Shit Podcast.